Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here, and uh, we learn a lot of things on the internet. Uh, a lot of waffle, a lot of BS out there, but um, a, a lot of things you can you can teach yourself via, uh, definitely via YouTube anyway. I don't know, Saoirse, have you ever like taught yourself or learned anything uh, via the internet? I tried to learn sign language. That's one oh, thing I nice. did try and learn. And then I also tried to learn to crochet, but see, I'm left-handed, and that was really, really hard to try and do that while just looking at a screen. But I think, for the most part, I would be better in person with someone. Do you know that kind of way? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it does have a little bit of a problems. But listen, you're crocheting. You're too young for crocheting. You know, the, the crocheting gene only kicks in when you're 60, I think. So that's probably one of the difficulties. <laughs> probably, <laughs> difficulties yeah. uh, For that. No, but, but this is, uh, I think, a really interesting, a really unique sign of the times because a family over in the United States decided to homeschool their children from a very, very young age via nothing more than YouTube and Netflix. And again, I'm not saying you need to be worried if you're a teacher, but I mean, there's literally everything on the internet. Joining us now to talk about why they did that and how it's been working out the last while, all the way from the United States. Taylor Catchin, how are you? Thanks for popping on. I'm good. How are you? Good, good, really good. So what we wanted to know, I suppose, was you... I suppose, tell us from the beginning, why and when did you uh, and your family decide to move to a online YouTube education model as opposed to school? Well, I, I always knew I wanted to homeschool ever since I was little, just from, I was always so fascinated with learning and different places. And I always just wished I could be right there, you know, see the statue and read the book, you know, the actual book. And so I was like, I always want to, I want to do that with my kids. And we sent our oldest son to preschool um, just to get some basics. He was pretty smart and knew a lot, but, you know, we wanted to send him just for, just to see how it went. And in that time, we were looking a lot into the education systems around us and looking at the schools that were available and you know I just I remember being in school and just not learning learning enough of the things that I thought were important of history and I felt like it was a lot of test-based learning and I just I didn't like that I didn't want him in that I, I wanted to stick with what I wanted to do when I was younger so we let him finish out his preschool year and we went ahead we pulled him out for preschool and then after his preschool year and we started homeschooling and I started you know looking into different curriculums I found un- schooling, which was letting the child really guide your learning experiences and and not only teaching them, but learning from them. You know, they can teach you. I learned so much. I mean, even with them, I learn all the time. And I have looked at, I believe it is Finland, maybe. I can't remember exactly, Mm. but they do the same thing. They let kids pretty much play outside and kind of guide their own learning for the majority of their learning. And their success rates are just amazing. And I love 
love that. I love the organic, just, you know, learning every day instead of structured, sitting down, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to learn. Now, if my parents let me guide the way and guide my education, <laughs> I would have been watching back-to-back episodes of South Park, The Simpsons, but you have incorporated Netflix into your teaching, have you? Yes, I have. So there's um, a ton of documentaries on Netflix. I've looked on, honestly, I've just Googled, you know, good learning shows for kids and, you know, this age range or good documentaries, you know, stuff like that. And or if he comes up with something, you know, let's say one day we're in the car and he's like, Mom, how many how many teeth do sharks have? And I'm like, you know what? That's a great question. Let's learn about sharks today. So, you know, we'll go home and we'll find documentary on sharks and, you know, I'll write down some questions. You know, how many how many teeth do they have? Where do they live? Do they swim in packs? Do they are they loners? You know, come up with these questions that maybe I don't even know myself or even sometimes I do know but I want him to, to watch and find out and um, yeah. he's a very hands on you know so I, I feel like this gets his attention in the way in all kids pretty much you know it gets their attention in a way that they like but also you're taking in so much information. What does a, a typical for want of a better word school day look like for your kids like how old are they? Um, so my oldest is eight and a half um, and then I have a four year old a two year old and a one year old and the eight-and-a-half-year-old is the main one. Uh, the four-year-old is starting to get into some uh, school stuff, you know. And, and, you know, it's a misconception that we only use online because, you know, I do um, I do print out or find ways to get some type of structure, um, you know, like math. And we do science experiments and we have a language art reading program that I pick and choose from there or pick my own reading materials and base my, my curriculum the same off of what I've seen them use. A typical day for us, though, really is, you know, we get up and we have breakfast. Uh, maybe we'll have some outside time. And we kind of just go from there. Sometimes they'll do YouTube. Sometimes they'll do Netflix. I try to definitely get one book in that they have to read right now he's reading they had a dream which is a collection of stories on marcus garvey malcolm x martin luther king jr and frederick Douglass. you know it's pretty much just everything else is led by them what they want to learn that day what they're and some days we don't do school some days it's just a day and we just play outside and they'll help me cook and that's their math we're learning measurements we're learning fractions you know sometimes you know it's just strictly they just have questions and we just find out what the answers are you know it's really just varies it's especially with having so many I think and, and this works best for us as well because there's four of them so and only you know really one but two of them are learning I mean you know like school wise just for how many kids we have and how hectic our day gets you know what I mean like it all just varies but they love it and they are oh, my son is so smart he has conversations with adults all the time and they're like oh my goodness you know this is crazy and I'm like I know he's a little walk-in book here like <laughs> it's insane do you ever wonder though that maybe they might be missing out on certain milestones or that they might not be at the same level as other kids that might be doing no, intense maths? Or not at all. I, uh, I get this question all the time. If I was to send them to school, it would strictly be for the socialization. And we can get that anywhere. And so, you know, we spend a lot of our days, but currently we've had this coronavirus going on. So we've been stuck in the house for, you know, about a month or two now. But prior to this, uh, we were out all the time. We go to the Contemporary Art Center. We go to museums. We go to the zoo. We go, you know, a ton of places. 
places. And they are always, I mean, they make friends so easy. They're so open and so flowy. And, you know, I mean, we go a ton of places. And then also, I am in the midst of getting him in what is called a co-op, which is other homeschooling families in our area who get together, you know, once or twice a week. The different moms have different things that they do. So, you know, one mom may speak Spanish. And so one day they'll have a Spanish class all together with the other 15 or 20 students. And then maybe on Thursday, there's a mom who does sign language. And so, you know, we'll do that with them. And then maybe on, you know, next Monday, it's my turn and I'm going to, I'm really good at math. So I'll sit down and do a math lesson. You know, we, they have an engineering class. They have, I mean, just so many different things. And that's a, for a four hour time period. So for that four hours, he is with submerged in kids his age and with them learning, playing all together. And then the parents are around, but not, you know, hovering over them. So they still get that time where it's like, you know, you're not quite being looked over by your mom and dad, but you still have adult supervision, but you're also with your friends and and you guys can be kids together and kind of push the boundaries and see, you know, how things work and, you know, whatever like that. So I'm really not worried at all about about socialization or or anything like that. Because that was going to be, I suppose, my one question to you. And I'm I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you. And uh, part of me is insanely jealous of your son because I'm like, damn it, he got the best (laughs) mother in the world. I'm like, I'm I'm annoyed he didn't experience the misery of school and being, you know, doing things (laughs) that you didn't necessarily want to do. But um, what are the typical objections that you get from people who, who aren't homeschooling and would kind of maybe look at it and kind of go, nah, you're, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, so typically, you know, it's the, the socialization. You know, how do they make friends? How do they have friends? Mm. What do you guys do? You know, I think that's pretty much the biggest one. Nobody has really um, come at me as far as, like, you're not teaching them the proper things because, like I said, he's, he's unbelievably smart. It, I mean, he really, he blows my mind away sometimes. And uh, so, I mean, they can clearly see just from having a conversation that he's not lacking in education. But, yeah, I think the main objection is, you know, what about his friends? What is he going to do social? Is he going to be weird? Is he going to, you know, this, this, or that? And, and just every time, it, it makes me laugh because it's like you just have no idea. You know, you're opposing to something and you haven't even taken the time to listen to how we do things. It's not a typical, when you think of homeschool, they're sitting down at home and they're just working at a book and just by themselves, isolated and, and not doing anything and not going anywhere. And it is the complete opposite for us. And do you have any limits as to what you teach them? Like, say, if they turn around and said they wanted to learn about I don't know the birds and the bees are you going to sit down and, and talk about that and educate them of on course. that or oh, so yeah. it doesn't matter what uh, we even have conversations about it now anything and, and that's another reason that I want to do homeschool is, you know, I want to be able to, to teach my kids and have it in a way that I think is appropriate, you know. So obviously, whatever we talk about will be age appropriate, you know, no matter what it is, you know. Uh, I'll try to give some type of explanation and then, you know, I'll tell him something you don't understand until you're a little older or, you know, we'll go into detail a little more, you know, maybe next year or something like that. But I definitely, if he has any questions, I always want to be an open resource for him. And, and I think that builds trust and yeah. I think that takes a away from, you know, wanting to to learn about things or do things secretly. You know, I want him to know I'm his ally. I'm his friend. I'm 
I'm always on his side. I'm on all their sides. You know, I want them. I, I want them to not have any questions. I grew up having a lot of questions and feeling like, oh, I can't ask that because I know it. I know it's you know maybe not bad, but I know I'm not supposed to know or yeah, you know whatever. Do, and I, whatever, I don't yeah. want that. But what's your plan then for him when he's like high school age? I suppose is the plan to send him to high school or to through his teenage years to keep them homeschooled? I think we'll address that more once that time comes. Only because you know I don't know where we're gonna be. I I plan to. I love to I really want to travel with them my whole plan is to world school I want to take them different places and teach them and and let them live in different countries and experience different cultures and people firsthand and I think that by the time that he's in high school if you know my plan goes the way that I'm hoping it'll go we won't really be stationary so it really wouldn't be a choice for him to do that unless um, you know Taylor, we were... sorry for cutting you off but are, are you open to adopting a like a 33 year old older son that could do <laughs> this with you? <laughs> this sounds amazing. Um, well, I'm 26, so I'm not sure how that would go. <laughs> that might be a slightly awkward scenario there, right? Listen, we can work around it. Bit. I'm sure we'll find it. There's a documentary somewhere we can watch on how that would work. My God, like, I, I think, I, like, I'm listening to it, and as soon as we heard the story, my first reaction to this was straight away was, nah, this cannot work, because I suppose we're so ingrained that you have to sit in a classroom and be brought through, you know, subjects and course curriculum to learn the essential skills and oh it's just i can see the benefits that could come from from that but i you seem to be pretty much on top of it because i imagine not every i imagine <laughs> not every parent would be able to do that because your work situation might be different from someone who's maybe working in an office nine to five who maybe couldn't do oh yeah this. for sure and i'm blessed for that you know my husband is an electrician and he is able he works you know all the time and so that's been able to give us the opportunity to live the way we do and and to be able to school the way we do and and to have you know the life that we have so I'm, I'm so thankful for that because i wouldn't be able to do any of this if i had a two and three jobs before when my son was really really young and i mean there was just no way that i would have been able to do anything even with just one job you know so definitely my situation it, it aids a lot of what we're able to do and it's definitely not easy because a lot of parents obviously have to do that at the moment while their kids are stuck indoors and they're stuck indoors as well but obviously they're following a school curriculum which i think a lot of parents struggle with so to be able to teach your kids something that they're interested in and that they know more knowledge about as well is probably lovely yeah it is it's great and like my mom she uh she homeschooled her daughter she started homeschooling her in high school because she was getting bullied she does a curriculum based you know uh what we have here is k-12 um, which is mm. a public school and um, I mean she goes through it man she's like I don't know what common core is this math is crazy how do I teach her this like I don't understand myself this doesn't even make sense she gets so frustrated and then they both end up frustrated and they end up putting it away and coming back later and still being frustrated and I'm so thankful that I don't go through that because I do I get frustrated you know I have, we have our time reading for us oh my goodness that was just bonkers absolutely insane I, I am dreading teaching my other children <laughs> how to read that was probably the worst part so far I'm not even gonna lie to you once we got past that and once he he got it down and you know now he's reading adult chapter books you know and i'm like oh i'm so glad we made it through that that was probably the most difficult time though so much less frustration and confusion and you know just he pays attention and and i have his i see that a lot too with parents who are homeschooling right now is i i can't get them to focus i can't get them to sit down they want to fight yeah. they want to do this and it's like if they were learning things they wanted if they were doing things kind of what they wanted but also and that's why i explain to my son sometimes too because he gets frustrated he gets upset when he has to do work 
because he's, he likes to learn through his hands. He likes to play, you know, and mm. I, I tell him, you know, sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do so that way we can do things we can do, but we can have fun along the way because learning is so bad. And these are things that you're going to take with you your whole life, you know. You're, you're really flipping. I know our Irish Catholic schools over here really ingrained the misery. It was like you had to go home from miserable school and you got miserable homework and you had to do all these things and just suffer, suffer for the rest of your life. I mean, he's going to be the most <laughs> well put together child in the world. Like he's not going to have any of that teenage angst from high school. That's what I'd be worried about. He's like, he's not, not going to become an emo when he's 16 and start listening to, uh, who do you listen to? Like Green Day or maybe uh, Marilyn Manson? Metallica. You know? Metallica. He's not going to have right. that anger in him because you'll be sitting on a beach somewhere in Italy going, let's learn about the Italians right. eating pizza. <laughs> we'll be like, my God, God damn it. But um, for, for people who, who, I'm not sure what the legality is over here with regards to uh, homeschooling. You know, I, I know there's people who do it, but I'm, I'm not sure you know, if you have to be a qualified teacher or get some sort of qualification off it. But for someone maybe dabbling in the idea of maybe this could be something we could do, what would be like the one piece of advice you'd give them? So like here it goes state by state with regulations. So, you know, I would really just look into what your regulations are, what you have to, like every year we do have to submit an end of the year review, which is where right. our paperwork does come in, where I can say, you know, he sits with an evaluator and they talk to him and they listen and, you know, kind of evaluate him on that. So we do have some guidelines that we have to follow and I, I yeah. make sure that we stick within our means to, you know, to get that covered. So um, I would just say to look into what your your guidelines are and look into what your, your rules, if you want to go like that, are. And then, um, you know, just kind of keep that in mind and work around that. Do whatever you can do to, you know, get that baseline down. And then, you know, just kind of let the kid lead, man. You know, they're, they're so much smarter than you think. They know. They have so many great questions. And uh, you can just learn so much from them. So just have an open mind and be prepared to, to not know everything. And that's okay. Just because you're a teacher doesn't mean, you know, that you have to know everything and you have to have everything planned out and you have to have a syllabus and, a, and this and that. It, it, it doesn't have to be like that. You can, you know, have room to make it work for you and, and do what you'd like to do as well. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant advice. And I think everyone's a little bit jealous that they didn't have uh, <laughs> someone like you going through school and growing up. But listen, uh, Taylor, Catherine, thanks a million for giving up your time this evening. Very best of luck. If you do wind up in a few years' time, you know, high schooling all over the globe, please stay in touch and give us a shout and let us know how you're getting on. But thank you so much for popping on F104. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. What is the happiest day of the year to be born? <sighs> happiest best day of the year to be the born. The best day. Yeah, so what the, is the, the best day, day of the year to be born. The day of the year to be born where you are obviously happy, healthiest. You know the way there's certain uh, months that babies are born and it's meant to be better that they're born, you know. Is it? And yeah, apparently so. And more successful. I've always wondered as well. I had a friend of mine who his birthday was on Christmas Eve. Oh. And my sister's birthday is on New Year's Day. Um, and, you know, you know a few people who have their birthdays in there around Christmas. And I always wonder, is that better? I have always thought that that was worse because, one, people forget about you at Christmas because you're yeah. like, whatever. And I don't think you can get... I think you probably wind up getting better presents if your parents had would have had six months to save instead of lumping it all on on Christmas. I'll start resenting you. It's your poxy Santa and your poxy birthday. My God. Yeah, so especially I, I, if you yeah. had brothers and sisters and they were getting presents, obviously, for Christmas anyway. So then if your birthday was a few days after or before, you'd just be, be rude. totally, yeah, be just, oh, it'd be horrible, yeah. And then you wouldn't have a birthday party because no one's around. So that would have been horrible, yeah. 
Yeah, I wonder if your birthday is in December. Like, was it a raw deal? Or do you wind up getting double everything? Because I imagine some people, like, would have combined at a certain age. Oh, we combined your Christmas and birthday presents. Is that all right? And you're like, it's scabby. No, it's actually not, Mom. No. Um, <laughs> but would you not have found, because I know your birthday's in the summer, that when you were younger, you couldn't really have a party because nobody was around? I know, yeah, you couldn't invite everyone. Yeah. And you couldn't exclude certain people that you didn't That's like and get in trouble. That's I used to love doing that. Yeah, you'd go around the what yard and you'd people? give out your invitations and you'd leave out people. <laughs> That's what you did when you were six. It was awful. Oh, God. I don't think they're allowed to do that anymore, which is good, but um, I remember doing that. Yeah, and then I had 12 friends over. Sorry. Yeah, and you'd do it in front of people that weren't invited. That's your invitation there. Oh, horrible. horrible. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I I used to feel sorry for anyone born in the summer just because of that reason. But they've Mm. conducted a survey with thousands of people. To find a how successful they are, how happy they are, their quality of life, and they've come up with an exact date. The, the, this is brilliant, now, right? Because date. because uh, you know what? If you're not really doing much in work right now, and you're not really quote unquote achieving or reaching your potential or doing that stuff, and you're a little bit stressed out because people are you know hustling and quoting Gary V on their LinkedIn, and you're like, just calm down, calm down, yeah, and you're feeling calm. bad. But now you can just turn around and say. Oh, well, listen, I, you would have been successful, but you weren't born on this particular date, so yeah. it, it's nothing to do with you. Not I'm your fault. I think, I, think I have fault. a friend that was born on this date, and she's pretty successful, which is interesting. Yeah. I, I always wonder, right, if, if things like that actually matter. I always wonder about, like, just things like when you were born, a uh, particular time of the year, when's your birthday, and the other thing, I always wonder if your name influences whether or not you're you're going to be more or less successful. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is actually a good uh, idea to probably think about that one because I love the name. It's beautiful. But I know a neighbor of mine who, who called her daughter Daisy. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, that's a lovely name. It's very cute. She's only two. 
But could you picture CEO of a company called Daisy? <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? And now the CEO of Global Corp International Trade and Business Event. Hey, Daisy. <laughs> you just be like, ah, come on now. Daisy isn't firing anyone. Going in for no. a meeting with Daisy, you're sacked. Ah, Daisy. Are you, though? Stop. I know. And Daisy isn't short for anything, is it? No, it's just Daisy. So it, it's a gorgeous name. I love it. But you have to think of when they are 40 and they're running their own business. I, I wonder, do, do parents stress about that naming their children? Do you think about that? When you're naming your child, like what other people are going to think of the name is—is is this type of name a successful name? Is it a fun name? You know, like would you name your would you name your baby Vincent? No, you wouldn't. But if you did name your baby Vincent, he wouldn't be a messer. He just wouldn't. He'd be Vinnie's, studious Vinnie's are and he. Well, he would. Yeah, he'd have his opinions and everything. Yeah, you basically are setting him up for. But what I just wonder, like, like? It, 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 does your name affect you in any way, shape, or form? Like, if you had a different name, I know you'd technically be a different person, but I'm just saying, like, psychologically or mm. professionally, does your name, would your name impact how people behave and, and how, how your life would turn out? Now, maybe you wouldn't, but I just wonder, like, if you were called, if you were called Daisy, would that mix things up? Well, I was called Fiona until I was about two months. Oh, were you? Yeah. So my granny wanted me to be called Fiona and she insisted that was going to be my name. So she went around and told everyone. So then <laughs> my dad went along with it and my mom was like, no, she will not be called Fiona. I'm calling her Saoirse. So, uh, was that your, your dad's mom or your mom's mom? That was my mom? dad's mom. Yeah, yeah, my dad's mom. So, I mean, I could have been a Fiona, which I don't think suits but, but, me at all. But even on things like I often wonder on job applications, like people judge... You know, we like to think we're all lovely, nice people. We make split-second judgments on what people are wearing, where they're from, their age, all of those things. I just wonder, do we do the same with your name? We so you're do, picking up absolutely. a CV and you're like, ah, no, good luck, see you, bye. Yeah, sure, I was in pennies before and I heard a girl shouting at her child in the buggy and she was like, Beyonce, stop it. <laughs> Beyonce. I'm not even joking. Come on, oh, so like, you just associate that be a with Beyonce, CEO the superstar. Than, a better CEO than Daisy. Like, if there's two CVs really? on the table, who are we hiring as the CEO? I'm not giving it to Daisy. Daisy will just start crying, bring her yeah, cat in Beyonce, Beyonce might be a little bit too um, feisty. Well, you want a feisty CEO. Yeah, but I mean, She's okay, take maybe no shit from not, no one. feisty's a bit um, extreme. I would say more diva. She might be a bit of a diva. Yeah. You don't want a diva in the office <laughs> either. But, um... Yeah, so I probably would. Yeah, I think everyone would really judge uh, on on names. But I wonder if anybody purposely tries to have a baby born in a certain month. Oh, well, come on now. Teachers do. Teachers have this down to a fine <laughs> art. They're like, we are riding in... When do they try and get pregnant again? When do they do it? So well, they, their summer holidays would finish, obviously coming into September so they might try for a Does, I think baby you know, they try and they try and, and have the maternity you'll have yeah, to correct no, me if they, if they try and have the maternity leave end just as summer is beginning is that not how they do it? Uh, well it depends it could take the time before or after the baby so usually it's, it would be after the baby so they'd probably get pregnant around March no wait sorry January so that coming into summer, they're about to have the baby. No, no, no. And then they get some time off. Have, no, no, they want to have the baby during the school year. Yeah, so they'd have the baby in September. 
And then they have No, no, I think I think I, I think they'd do it before that. I think they'd want to have the baby. How how long do you get for paternity leave? I actually don't know. That's a good question. Because I think they would well, they not do it when the maternity leave is finished, right? So the maternity leave would finish at the end of the school year and then they go back in and they would continue to be paid to be off if they're full time. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. You wouldn't, wouldn't want to be wasting your maternity leave during the summer when you could be getting an extra three months off for free. True, true. Teachers, Actually, teachers, teacher with a baby, please tell us your secret ways. We will hide your voice. We will change yeah, your name. Do you notice teachers doing that? Let they us know. Do, oh, they do it all the time. Yeah, that's the, the best thing about it. I'm sure that's in their teacher training as well. They're like, lads, if you're going to get pregnant, here's when to do it. We'll have a few glasses of wine um, of, a, of a certain night. Make sure you're popping it out in March. And then uh, by the time you're off your maternity leave, you'll be in the summer and you'll be getting oh paid. God. Job done. Oh, I think people do do that, yeah. But there's obviously certain people that would want their child to be born in a certain month for a certain reason, I'd say. So they probably plan to try and, you know, obviously we can't plan exactly when a child is going to be conceived, but, you know, they might try for it. But after listening to this, you might, you might end up doing that. Um, I'm not going to give any clues or hints, but any ideas what month it is? No month. I'm just getting back to the names here. I got a text in saying, uh, we named our son Miles, as we thought it sounded like a strong uh, a strong name and like the CEO of a company. Yeah, Miles, is a good, my old gar manager was a Mayo man called uh, Miles. Miles is no a beautiful name. Now. now, my dad uh, remarried and has three kids and he wanted to call the eldest Miles. Now, you know my surname. <laughs> Miles Long Miles Long apparently that was her favourite name she wanted to call him Miles but that just wasn't happening oh the bullying um, you're setting your child up for years of bullying with that Miles one. Long isn't that just horrific <laughs> so uh, but yeah Miles is a lovely name yeah I like that yeah, that's um, Paul by the way yeah um, Paul, we've had a couple yeah, of Paul, guesses in here now Paul is a sorry. very uh, sorry Paul is a very strong name isn't it P- Paul yeah Paul yeah. I mean, Cahill Cahill Paul. or Paul? Oh, is it Cahill? What are you saying? I said Paul. Oh, Paul, no, I said, yeah, I was just thanking Paul yeah. for the text. Paul, good, strong name. How good, strong Paul? name. Mm. Um, okay, a quick text in here. The best day of the year to be born. Um, someone has said, is it March the 17th, Paddy's Day? No, it's not March, actually. Um, it didn't fall into the most unsuccessful month to be born, though. Oh, there's an unsuccessful month as well? There's there's uh, two oh, lads. two in there that are, you're going to be the least successful if you're born in these months, apparently, according oh, to this no. whole, this big study, yeah. So those unsuccessful months happen to be February and November. So I'm really so sorry if you're listening and you're born in either of those months. They're the loser months. Yeah, you're completely, you're probably... <laughs> Um, I'm not going to say. You probably don't have a job. Probably sitting around doing nothing. No ambition. You're just failing in Zero. life. Zero. Yeah, nothing you can do about it. Don't even try to get any better because it's the month you're in. This is nearly like, you know, astrology and numerology. This is yeah. the, the quality of this, uh, 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 of this research and information, right? Okay, so the worst months, February and November. Yeah. February and November are considered to, to succeed the least. With just 6% of the most successful people in the world having birthdays in these months. Isn't that uh, is so it, sad? Is it June the 6th? Is it June 6th? No, it's not. It's not June 6th. Okay, different pion. No. No, it's not. 
Now, one of us <laughs> is born in this month. Oh, okay. Well, that narrows it down. So, uh, you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, you'll know the two months that it could be. Um, tell you what, um, is it in the first half of the year or the second half of the year? It's in the second half of the year. Okay, right, listen, let us know what you think it is. The date, the best day of the year to be born. Apparently, if you're born on this date, you're far more likely to be successful. February and November, loser months, just write it off. You know, just <laughs> just put on a pair of pyjamas and sit on the couch for the rest of life. There's no point even There's trying. There's someone pregnant now and they're due in November and they're like, do you know what? Screw just you. Just hold it in. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here in Room 104. <laughs> Something, there's something about that music where I'm like, yeah. just, we're almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. And um, one of us, one of me and you, was born in the most successful month of the year. Right, so um, according to some people who did some things, there is one particular day of the year that if you were born on this particular date, you were going to be more successful than most people. You're more likely to be a winner in life and not a loser. Turns out the uh, loser months might be February and November, unfortunately. So, listen, there's nothing you can do about that. Don't even bother going back to college and retraining. Nothing you can do. Uh, all of the success is going to the person who was born uh, and all the people who were born on this particular day. If you think you know what it is and want to have a guess, 87 Some A couple of quick texts coming in here. July 23rd. Uh, is that the date? No, I think everyone's going to start guessing their own birthdays now. That's it, yes. We've <laughs> July 23rd. We have had uh, October 24th, and that is in from, I think it's in from Annie, is it? Annie, good evening. What's the story? How are things? No, um, it's not October. That's my sister's and... birthday. Oh, is it? Well, no, sorry, not mine. She says that is her sister's birthday. Oh, it's her but I'm presuming, sister. I'm presuming loaded into that message, Annie, is the fact that maybe, maybe, Annie, you feel as if your sister is more successful than you are, and that you, your sister maybe was the youngest but most favoured child. Maybe, Annie, you were the first, because the first child is the test child and no one really cares about the first child. They're like, listen, we'll make the mistakes with you and then we'll move on um, and we'll care They're about usually the other ones. the best behaved, though, the first child. Uh, given a lot of responsibility, yeah, because they have to look after their younger siblings, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but no, it's not October, and that is not the right date. Uh, somebody else texted me in to say, is it February 12th? I'm assuming that's your birthday too, Niall. No, it's not. Daryl, good evening. Uh, you said the 3rd of February. Um, no. 3rd of February, no. no, not, yeah, no lot, we said it's in yeah, second half a of the lot year. Of, a lot of February babies. But it's not the right answer. So, Cormac, when were you born? Oh, look at this. Mr. Marley, good evening. I was born in August. August 10th, Mr. Marley. Um, you know what we should start? <laughs> We've got a lot of people who I'm going to presume, you know, are sending in their birthdays. We'll be then tomorrow night, you know what we should do? We should send in, what is the best mother's maiden name to have? And then we'll get that. And then afterwards we'll be like, what is the best CCV number on the back of your debit card <laughs> to have? And then we'll be, we'll be sorted. We'll have everyone's... Uh, Details be a significant uh, GDP or breach, but sure, look, we'll get there. Is we'll that Mr. Marley right with August 10th? August 10th? No, and Fionn has just texted me in saying, is it August 7th? No, it's not August 7th, and it's not August 10th. Okay. No. So it's, we're, 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 is it in August? It's not in August. So then we're so obviously in September, which is your birthday. Which is my birthday month, obviously. So if you were, if you were born in September you are partly going to be more successful than your friends and family who were not born in September. But the particular date, the day, the, the particular date in question uh, is important here as well. So if you think you know 0876797104, is it close to your date? No, 
obviously not. Look how successful I am. <laughs> then hey. think about that. Hey, hey. No, it's not, uh, which I'm really sad about because I'd be gloating about that if it was. So I was born on the 30th of September, which is the last day of September. So Just it's sneaking closer in there. To the fir- yeah, well, I'm going to remind you on the 1st of September, obviously, because um, I have a birthday month, you know. I don't have a birthday. <laughs> you don't so. have a birthday month. Come on now, that's no, the do. end of that now. Oh, no, I will drag this out. I do it every year. So the 1st of September, I need to start getting presents, cards, cake, whatever you have. Give it to me. Uh, so this particular date is at the start of September. That's what I will tell you. Oh, okay. Um, who has said this now? Ryan has gone in touch. Good evening, Ryan. What is the story? What are you up to tonight? What's the crack? Um, he thinks it might be his mum's birthday, the 9th of September. It's not the 9th of September. And Fionn has just come in there with the 5th of September and the 7th of September. And no, it's neither of them either. Someone's got to be close, though. Someone's very close. Fionn basically nearly got there. Um... But this, obviously, this date has the most successful people. So they looked at CEOs of companies. They looked at actors. They looked at doctors, anyone high up in their field. This was the most common date to be born. Okay, go on, tell us. Which one is it? September 6th. The 6th of September. The 6th of September. If you were born on the 6th of September, you are more likely to be successful than anyone else. And again, I mean, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll all take this with a pinch of salt. If you weren't born on this date, you don't have to like, throw in the towel and go, oh, look, that's it. No, do, sure absolutely, there's, there's other... <laughs> you're done. Throw it in. But they were saying, yeah, if you're... someone who was born in September probably was the eldest in their class in school, which is true. Whereas if you were born in August or July, you might have, st- you know, you might have started as a four-year-old as opposed to a five-year-old. Yeah, I know what you mean. you're at a disadvantage already. Yeah, yeah, I suppose the, the spatial dynamics come in there. You're either, you know, top of the pile. The mm. oldest kid was always the coolest in primary school. Yeah. You know, you had that one guy who would stay back about seven years. He was like stubbly, <laughs> still in fourth <laughs> class, struggling with long division. But you're like, geez, that's Gary there. How old is he? He's 27. He's getting there. He's the cool oh, guy. Always. There was always you one, know? wasn't there? <laughs> definitely I was one but they, everyone looked up to them you know because I don't know why age was such a big thing back then how old are you when are you when's your birthday yeah. oh, I'm in May you're in June spa five yeah. and a half as opposed to four and a half that was a big deal <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, se- the September things. 6th so there you go if you're planning on having a baby maybe try and hold off so that it's born on September 6th next year uh, yeah there you go. Unless you're a teacher, I don't know how that works with the whole, we tried to figure this out earlier on, but we couldn't actually crack that code. Um, but there you go. No one got that right. I think Fiona was the closest. Uh, Annie, thanks thanks very much. Annie got back in touch. She said um, she is actually the youngest child. And then in cheeky youngest child way, she sent in every number from the 1st to the 30th of September. So um, technically you got it right as well. Um, you know, we didn't stipulate what was cheating and what was not allowed cheating. So uh, Annie, we appreciate the... the the creative endeavours and the creative work that you put in to do that, um, but yeah, you would. I'm sure. I'm sure certain people have looked into the into the research on that with regard to how age and whether you're the youngest in your class or the oldest in your class has an impact on your outcome and again how you're treated and maybe even your 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 because maybe your brain. 
not that I can't take it, but you know what I mean? My, you, you might have be slightly underdeveloped for the coursework that you're doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. But like you remember the, the child. Say if you were kind of, I was always a bit older because I was in September, so I was five in September. But there was a girl in my class who, whose birthday, I think, is the, was the 28th of September. But she was exactly a year younger than me. But she, was, yeah. she even looked way younger. But fell behind in class the whole time. She was always kind of getting extra help because she was in the wrong class, in the wrong year. And then, then, yeah, then I wonder if other people acting towards her made her think that she wasn't good enough either. You mm. know, that kind of way they might unconsciously, and what's it called, you know, that unconscious bias towards her where they're treating her like, and you're only young now, so you, you might be able to get this, but have a go. And then they're just like, well, maybe I might be able to get it. Who knows? But interestingly but enough, I don't know that girl personally anymore but I'm still friends with her on Facebook and she now has four kids so she's adulting way better than me <laughs> she's married with four children and I am she, living with a cat she got her she got her failures in life out early Saoirse yeah. you know and you just held them back till now <laughs> and now we're like listen, we'll see what we're doing we'll see what we're doing yeah pretty much right well listen there you go 6th September happy days um, that is the best day of the year to be born and if you are on that lucky you fair play uh, that's pretty much it from us this evening we will of course be back uh, tomorrow night uh, at 9 o'clock you can tune in to Ben is covering the lads tomorrow morning on the Strawberry Alarm Clock all of the full shows and the interviews will be up on the Room 104 podcast just after the show give us a few minutes and we'll, we'll, we'll have that sorted um, and done uh, as soon as possible. Cheers for tuning in this evening. Hope you're all. I uh, hope you're looking after yourself, keeping sane, and enjoying the mayhem of the traffic and the crowds being somewhat back now that we're kind of uh, getting out of uh, getting out of restrictions and lockdown a little bit sooner than expected. But listen, we will talk to you tomorrow night, nine p.m. And as always, Ihua. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.